you want to talk to the people a little bit, you know, tell them a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what kind of got you involved with Revitalist and the team? Um, initially what got me in, um, involved is, uh, my buddy, uh, Derek Furlow, when he was talking about, especially with, the especially with the whole, um, you know, ketamine thing and whatnot, mm-hmm. getting to know more, more about that. But it's crazy. I think the, the biggest thing that got me was the mental aspect of it. When people say mental health or whatnot, people always think about mental health in a, in a way that um, you're sick. But mental health actually means like pretty much if you really think about it, everybody has some type of form of mental health. Yeah. You know, and with revitalists or whatnot, they kind of branching off more towards the athletes, you know, current and actually, you know, retired athletes too. Because I was talking to, we were, we were in a meeting one time and, um, when you're an athlete, you feel like you're on top of the world. Mm-hmm. You always feel like you're on top of the world, and there's no feeling like that. And when you actually get done with your profession and you want to move on or whatnot, you still want to end up having that feeling that's up there. Sometimes it can break them down. That's why you get a lot of athletes who end up dealing with some type of depression or whatnot because they want it's essentially – you know, you ever heard of the runner's high before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Essentially, like runners, no matter what, they got to go running because they need that high. Right. So the the athlete has the that endorphins high. and yeah. everything involved with that. So yeah, you, yeah. You you want that? You want to continue to have that? Mm-hmm. And um, that's why a lot of athletes want to end up. I guess you can say want to end up being relevant, sort of say, but at the same time, a lot of time they can weigh down on them. Like it, it's hard, man. It's hard to the life being basically i guess in the public eye after after you know a major career or whatnot that's why a lot mm-hmm. of athletes do not know what to do you ask me right now i'm kind of diving in that in particular stuff but i really do not know what i want to do right now yeah, yeah it's, it's it's confusing getting harder to, to yeah. kind of parse it out is it as you get older or is it just as you know your career's moved on um where you're where you're going is as you get older and yeah. you start thinking about retiring. Because yeah. a lot of times, like even in my profession, mixed martial arts people would ask me, hey, um, you planning on retiring anytime soon? Mm-hmm. What do you, uh, what age do you think about retiring? And I'm like, I, I really don't know. And he's like, well, what do you want to do after you get done? And I'm like, and about, it was about three years ago, I really sat down and be like, okay, I probably need to start coming up with a game plan and figure mm-hmm. out what I want to do afterwards and whatnot. And it's, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's hard to think about sometimes. It is hard to think about. Yeah. Sometimes, so. Well, you know, um, the the mix, you know, that martial arts community and everything that you're a part of, you know, it, it's it, I've seen I've seen more recently that, you know, there has been kind of a push to how we're going to help with not that not that transition process, but a little bit more with mental health. You know, that a lot more people are taking it more seriously. Oh, um, yeah. And you see that in podcasts, other things, you know, where athletes are getting out there and talking about it. Yeah, because, you know, I. I, I somewhat dealt with it when I played football. Okay. You know. And you were at, you were at Tennessee, right? Yeah. You played for the volunteers. Played football yeah. at UT. Like, you get the coaches in your face yelling in your face. But at the same time, you just, you always want to push yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to actually talk to anybody about it. Because, you know, if you have to go see, you know, sports psychologist or something, that means you're going crazy. Right. Every time people right. think about, you know, getting a therapy session, they think about going crazy. Mm-hmm. I actually talked to a guy from, um, um, the UFC provides us with one of a, a sports psychologist. Okay. I talk to him on a weekly basis. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's crazy just because whatever you're thinking, they can bring stuff into light, but they can actually make you see things from a different pr- perspective too. And yeah. And it helps out tremendously. 
Um, but as fighters and stuff, you don't know. Like some of these guys, they've just been in the game. They just kind of stumbled into mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. To be quite frank, that's what happened to me. I was just doing this stay in shape and they ended up turning into a career. But you get a lot of these guys, <clears throat> when you deal with mental health, they don't know about the mental health aspect. Fighters that were born in the U.S., you get mm -hmm. a lot of U.S. fighters. You get a lot of Brazilian fighters. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you, and you get a lot of fighters from different countries. You get, when you from, when you grew up and pretty much didn't have anything, Right, you don't think about mental health. You just think about like, hey, I need to get out. Yeah, we were, we were actually talking about on the podcast yesterday, um, you know, when it's kind of a luxury in this country, you know, mental health is a, that's a luxurious thing because there are plenty of countries out there where that's the last thing people are thinking of, you know, whether exactly. it's, you know, you, you got to get that doctor that's there in that town is just doing general, you know, practice kind of things. They're not thinking about those luxurious, you know, type items. But the great thing about, you know, ketamine infusion therapy and some of the stuff Revitalist does is ketamine's on that WHO list of essential medicines. It's in yeah. every country. Yeah. You know, it's a cheap medication that's available. And if we could train people, you know, it could be something where we, we kind of increase that access across the board. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and with, the, with that, like, I want to say Katie told me ketamine has a, like, an 80, 90% rate of, actually yeah the efficacy rate yeah. it's like 85 percent. it's wild it's, it's wild cr that's wild. crazy yeah. but yeah that's crazy because i know as an athlete for me like that's the only that's the one of the that's the only thing i i, I kind of see i don't want to deal with is in the depression aspect because again you get guys i'll look at them and be like man you're a beast in the gym Mm -hmm. And I don't, and am I, how the heck you're not killing it in a, in the octagon? How the hell you're not killing it in the fight? Yeah. And come to find out it's all middle. You get, you get that blockage and you just need someone or you need help one way or another. Yeah. Well, that's where, you know, sports psychology, like what you're saying is, is uh, a huge field now. I, yeah. I mean, like every team out there has a sports psychologist working with, we were talking a little bit earlier about um, some of the esports teams that are out there. Even, you know, they have sports psychologists just for, playing call of duty playing some game you know and and you know and you know we laugh about it and it's like but but it's true you know when you have that mental block it's all about getting to that next level but it's but also too this kind of like it, it's been like a recent thing when all of this end up happening too. Mm -hmm. like this really it's been ar around for a while but nobody actually took advantage of it until what probably the last 10 15 20 yeah, years yeah um and this, I think now when it comes to sports, when it comes to, um, when it comes to uh, competing and stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of times now is basically the forefront is okay. Make sure you put in the correct stuff in your body, but make sure your head is right too, because you know if you have too much in your head, yeah, you, you got, like it, it just for me personally, it's just like my coach was like, okay, stop fighting the person in front of you and stop fighting the person inside of you essentially you're fighting two person two yeah, people yeah. you don't want to do that it's just like you would just want to focus on the person in front of you so if i have a lot of things going on with me internally or whatnot there's no way i'm going to be able to win my fight because i'm fighting two people at the same time so it makes um, so much sense yeah that's yeah, yeah that's and and that insight you know having somebody else there that can kind of look at that general scope of the issue and and you know provide guidance so i know that you have a fight coming up yeah yeah one in november early november right november 13th okay who are you fighting this guy named uh philip lentz okay is um 
trains down. Are you are you heavyweight or, or no, light I'm heavyweight going, now? I'm going back down. That yeah. heavyweight division is. I can do it. Yeah. But I have to. I'll have to end up tr- training like a heavyweight. Like I don't. I yeah. I have to train like a heavyweight. I mean, I'll have to get stronger. Yeah. And um, yeah. Because that heavyweight division is is. I'm not gonna lie. It's 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 different when you. I'm used to moving big people around, but I tell people like it's it's kind of like it's kind of like being in the trenches playing linebacker going against mm-hmm. an offensive lineman, and when you're constantly doing that, constantly doing that, eventually that weight adjustment, that weight you start getting in between, yeah. you and you be like, look, I can't move him anymore. Yeah. So I would rather be someone my size that I can move right, on continuous right. basis or what, and get more technical with it yeah. as opposed to just that brute force. Kind oh of yeah, strength. they hit hard. Yeah, they hit really I could hard. Not even imagine. So, um, so when you're doing that training for that, you know, what are some of the things you know, diet wise, nutrition wise? Do you change things up when it's but right before a fight, do you kind of keep it consistent across the board? That's the hard part. The hard part about it is keeping it consistent because, mm-hmm. again, it can get, um, I guess, boring per yeah. se. Yeah. Because you don't want to, I mean, I'm you want to be able to have a pizza. You want to yeah. be able to do those things. Exactly. Yeah. But then after that, you got to, I think the hardest part for me is, like I tell people, out of sight, out of mind for me. Mm-hmm. If I don't see it, I'm good. But when you're around other people and people are like, you know, eating out like uh, let me see, was it a South Carolina game? I was at um, um, where was I? Billy Rattler's uh, new spot, Tap mm-hmm. Forty or Forty, the one over here out in Powell. Uh, it it passed me, but yeah, it, but yeah, but anyways, had, but yeah, I had, had out my, there and had a yeah, had a had, couple. Had, no, 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 oh. I had a lot of my teammates <laughs> in town, and oh. you know they had pizzas all over the place. They yeah, food, wings all, all over the place. food is. I walk in, I was like, oh, man. So I had to go to the other side of the mm-hmm. bar. And I was like, man, let me get a water. Yeah. And everybody was like, hey, come over here. We're talking. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I, I don't want to keep on looking at food. Because yeah. it's just, it's not, it's not, it's not when, it's, mm-hmm. it's not if, it's when. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're always going to end up breaking, breaking down and whatnot. So it's just the discipline aspect of it. I didn't, like playing football in college was cool. You had fun. You, you. Work out, get your protein shakes after workout. You get your meal tables. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes if you don't want to eat the food, you don't want to eat the food. But yeah. now, like, when it comes to any type of sport, is whatever you put in your body is that's going to make you. I know you did you did wrestling in high school, right? Yeah. And, and then so is that transition though from like doing those team based sports, you know, playing football for so long, going back to an individual sport like that? Is that you know? Do you feel like? You could have you could have leaned back a little bit more on some of the guys beside you, but now it's I mean, just that's you. The, well, yeah. that's the thing about with a team sport or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, playing football has always been a team sport. If you mess up, if you know, if I'm playing linebacker and I mess up and I have a missed tackle or whatnot, I have the save safety to save my butt back here. Right. So, you know, sometimes like I can take a player two off and because, you know, the play might be on the other side of the field. Um, but team sports becomes different. And also too, it, it it becomes different in a way where, you know, I played four years at UT. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me my record for those four years at UT, they're like, well, I mean, how many games did y'all win? And they're like, oh, okay, we were, I don't know. Right, not the first thing you're thinking about. But it, it's not the first thing you're thinking about. But also, too, like, it wasn't, the the the, the record didn't weigh on me. It weighed on the head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, what was his record these four years at mm-hmm. UT? 
Now when you're doing mixed martial arts, mixed martial arts, again, is a team sport or whatnot. But when you do that, it's not it's not going to be like, oh, you know, what's your coach's record is what's your record. Right. So, you know, even though it's a team sport, everything is kind of, you know, you're the center point. Mm-hmm. So you don't want who's in there doing all that work or whatnot. When you lose, when I mean, when you lose, your team lose too. But mm-hmm. you know, on paper, who gets more the, who who gets who gets who gets more of the, I guess grunt of yeah. the loss or whatnot. It, yeah, it's you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's on you. Um, so you've been training out of Knoxville for a while now. How did you get hooked up with the group up here, and how did? Um, you get- well, us. one of my fraternity brothers, uh, <laughs> it was funny because I got through playing football and I was like, I was actually thinking about moving back down to Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my fraternity brothers came up to me. He was like, hey, I'm going to kickboxing practice. And I was like, oh, okay. I want. I always wanted to do some type of martial arts. So I yeah. ended up, ended up uh, going. And uh, he went the first day. I went the second day. And when we were there, literally like, it was like, okay, this is how you throw a punch. This is, you know, how you throw a kick. Okay, if you want to end up being really technical, this is knees, elbows, or mm-hmm. whatnot. And okay, hey, okay, we're going to jump in the guard right now. And I'm like, when you jump in the guard, okay, this is how you do an arm bar. And I'm like, arm bar? I'm like, okay, this is going not, pretty quick. <laughs> I'm like, not, oh, yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, this is not kickboxing. Right. And I'm like, when we got through, he was like, I thought, I thought, I was like, hey, I thought this was mixed martial arts. I mean, not mixed martial arts, I thought this was kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it is. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's mixed martial arts. Yeah. You grab, so, grab yeah. people's arms and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Adding that jujitsu in there and stuff. It, and exactly. Yeah. We were actually talking a little bit before the show got started about Von Flu and, you know, uh, Von Pru, yeah. that, that flu choke. I know you're known for it. I know it's probably not the thing you, you're like, it's not the top highlight in your mind. But for but, a lot of people out there, it's an interesting choke. It's an interesting way to win a match. Well, it is because, you know, when people get kids, when people get, um, um, caught in the arm and guillotine and whatnot, the first mm-hmm. thing they want to do is pull their head out. Yeah. I don't. I lean into it. Yeah, stick my head in. I either try to pass the half mount, um, um, side mount, or I prefer side mount, but I either try to pay. If I could get half um, half guard, I'm good too. Yeah. But just lock it in. Once I get it locked in, I know it's just a matter of time because it's a blood choke. And mm-hmm. obviously blood chokes, you know, they can sit in very quickly or sometimes they can – you just kind of just wait on it and it'll come about for the people out there that, that don't, you know, really know <laughs> that much technicalities and stuff about, uh, UFC, um, you know, in, in, to win a match, you know, you can submit somebody by, you know, making them pass out. And, yeah. and, and one of those was a, a choke that, uh, that, uh, you know, Von Pru over here, OSP is known for, um, and it's the Von Flu choke. And it was actually, it's a one where you're actually being choked and then you kind of lean into it to cause them to be choked and then win the match. Um, using your shoulder and and stuff. Um, When I was, uh, when Katie actually told me that she knew you, that we were going to do this interview and everything, I was like, I know that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a few of those fights. But, you know, the reason that I bring it up and kind of go that direction um, is because here, you know, at Revitalist, we want to talk to athletes and see, you know, when you're in those scenarios, when you have something like um, you're, you're constantly, especially in MMA, you're constantly being, you know, barraged with hits, all these things. What are you doing on the back end to help prevent things like what we hear about in the news, things like CTE or things like, um, you know, how these chokes could be harmful? Um, just treatment. Um, and one thing I didn't realize too, is just like, I remember one time I was at training, like a lot of times when you train the last essentially three to four weeks of training, you always want to go into your fight as healthy as possible. 
So, like, say if you're sparring and somebody hits you and you get a concussion, that's not good. Because mm-hmm. typically when you get a concussion, you can't, you technically can't recuperate from that for at least, I want to say, two months. Mm-hmm. And some guys come in and um, some guys come going to the fight having a concussion. And when that happens, you get hit again. And basically, it intensifies that quickly. Yeah. So, um, and and I think, and for me too, like I'm kind of I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of gonna step a little bit this way. Like yeah, even no with football, what makes football worse mm-hmm. than mixed martial arts is and mixed martial. That's arts, actually what I was gonna ask yeah. next. Was yeah, how is that? How is that compared? Um, the best way I can compare it is okay. Boxing, mm-hmm. if you get knocked down, you have a concussion. Mm-hmm. They give you the eight count. You get a lot of guys get knocked down in the third round, and it'll be the twelfth round, and they'll be like, "Okay, they think it's the fourth round." So you get knocked down, and you get you get a concussion. Some guys just and all they doing is going off of instinct. You've been doing the form pretty much all your life, and you you're on autopilot. You don't even know what's going on. Yeah, Some I guys, watched that Wilder Fury fight. Yeah, they got they both got knocked down plenty of times, and I, I thought it was done like and, four or five different times. And there, I think there was a situation where. Um, Water was talking about like he was he didn't know what round he was he was in mm-hmm. and as a fighter if you don't know what round you, you got a concussion yeah. oh yeah. yeah so but you know going back to football mm-hmm. man the thing about football is okay you get hit week one typically pro football has seventeen weeks you get hit week one make good hit hard solid hit you feel that ring and be like that's a buzz that's a that's a mild concussion it can mm-hmm. be at like one percent but that's a mild concussion. Then week two, you're good. Week three, you're good. Week four, come around, and that happens again. That mild concussion, the one that was at like 5%, just jumped up to like 15%. Mm-hmm. Then you get week seven, come by. That happens, a nice hit again. You know, that 15% start jumping up. It start creeping up. So by the end of the week, by the end of the, the football season, your head is just throbbing the whole entire time because yeah. you planned essentially every single right. week. So you're not letting your head, you're not letting your time rest or whatnot. So you feel like that time off that you have between fights at least, you know, I know I you've have, done a few where you've had pretty close fights together. Yeah. Those but. fights, I didn't, I didn't have any, I didn't get hurt at all. But fights that I did get hurt, like literally they'll be like, okay, you're off for the next 60 days okay. or you're off yeah. for the next 45 days. I mean, days. that makes more sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And the thing about mixed martial arts too, that, that, I found that it's pretty safe. If you're not properly defending yourself, it doesn't matter if you're on the ground. If you're not defending yourself, they'll be like, boom. They'll jump boom. in. Yeah, they'll stop the fight. Yeah. You know, boxing, you can like. Well, like that Fury-Wilder <laughs> fight. The first was... one, when, when when Fury went down, I was like, oh, he's he's dead. And then after that, he yeah. just came up like the Undertaker. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> that was probably one of the most exciting heavyweight fights yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see the guys. Yeah. He's just like, are you okay? And guys, their response always have to be like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even like when they concuss and they can't see anything or they seeing like doubles or whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's a little tricks trainers do or whatnot. They're like, refs be like, how many fingers, doctors be like, how many fingers I'm holding up? The corner can be in their back and be like one, uh, two. So yeah, yeah. It is this always little tricks about everything and whatnot. But as a fighter too, though, I think the hardest thing is you always you have that mentality. You're a fighter. You need to be tough. You need to be tough. Or it's a battle. Once you're in there, it's hard to be tough. It is hard, especially when you get rocked. One it time. is. It is hard. Yeah, it yeah. is hard. It like people people would tell you be like he would like you know. When you get rock, how does it feel like? I'm like, I don't know, because I'm trying to. Sur- <laughs> and he's like, I'm trying to rock it. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm, you automatically yeah. on survivor mode. Or yeah, yeah. But is it? I, it just, I, I, 
a trick that a lot of gyms used to do, I don't know if people still do it, is mm -hmm. where they make you spin around the circle. Okay. And if you get too dizzy from that? No, they make you get too dizzy. Oh, get too dizzy. And then, then after they have somebody come at you, that's equivalent to basically okay. getting, okay. to getting to the kid getting rocked. rocked. Yeah. So just imagine this. It's not equivalent to do it because, like, somebody, you spin yourself around circles and you get dizzy. Somebody's coming at you. Obviously, your equilibrium is jacked up. Right. You don't know where right. you're at or whatnot. Right. But getting concussed, you got to think about it. Somebody's coming out to rip your head off. Mm -hmm. Your teammates are always going to look at look look after you, but somebody's coming out to rip your head off, and that's right. going to be that's going to be completely different. But again, with you know going back to revivalists and stuff, mm -hmm. it just it helps out tremendously or whatnot. Because you know, like you know, PTSD don't it it don't it don't fall into like you get a lot of military guys that have it, mm -hmm. but a lot of sports guys have it too, concussions and stuff. And that helps out tremendously. I tell people every time you get hit, you get concussed. Yeah. Like, and another thing I, I found out about too is um, when you get choked out, that's equivalent to a concussion. Yeah, when you cut off that blood supply. Yeah, you know, that's, that's equivalent. The, to, I did I mean, not. The reason you're passing out is it's a survival mechanism. Your brain's trying to shut down yeah. so that you don't die, you know, and that's, Ex that's big. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it happened to me. It happened to me one time, and I didn't know. I thought I was like, okay, shoot. Because when you get. When you when you get choked out, you pass out and you wake up and you typically be like, okay, same thing you get when you get knocked out. I'm like, what happened? Mm -hmm. um, so I came to and I'm like, okay, I'm good. And when I came to, it's just like people don't realize when you get choked out, your body goes through proper steps or proper channels to actually, okay, let's make sure we keep him alive as much as possible because he's not getting in the air. So typically when that happens, you go out and then certain organs start shutting down, your valve movements start shutting down because they're trying to keep basically what's little, what blood, what little blood left to right. actually get going you going. to the vital places. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there's fighters where if you get choked out and you actually, actually if you piss on yourself or you have poop on yourself, oh my God. that choke been there for too long. You yeah. had that choke for about another 15 seconds. It would have been that. Either brain injury or close to death. Wow. So, yeah, it, it gets it gets bad. Well, we're talking about, you know, the, all the physical kind of changes and everything that can be harmful. But, you know, the the mental aspect, you know, we talked a little bit at the, at the beginning about the mental game. When you get in there and, and you're trying to have that one up on your opponent, you, you know, in the mental game. Well, mental warfare is where it's at. Mm -hmm. Like, um, if you act finally, you know, the way, um, you know, uh, the way uh, Connor does it. Yeah. Connor does the trash talking. Yeah. Connor and, uh, does it. There's another guy, Israel Adesanya. He does yeah, the same Adesanya. thing. Too. Yeah. He does the same thing too. Mental warfare is where that. Because if you can get somebody out their game mm -hmm. mentally, you'll break them. But also mentally, that can happen from, you know, having stuff going on at home, mm -hmm. you know, having stuff going on um, at the gym or whatnot. Because I tell people a lot of times, you know, your gym life and your personal life have to go have to be cold in hand if it's not it's going to be bad because you know if you're having a bad home life or whatnot that's going to transition into the gym if yeah. you're having bad gym life that's going to transition over home so a lot yeah, of times we talk about that with patients all the time you know that that what's going on kind of in that external environment is going to shape how a treatment goes, especially something like ketamine. You know, yeah. when we talk about a drug like that, that is dissociative, it kind of makes you trip out a little bit, you know, yeah. and you're, you're kind of out of body. If you're already in a bad place, 
And now we send you to that place. It's going to intensify. You're about to, you know, you're about to be in a real bad place. So, you know, it's about having these kind of settings that we have. We're fortunate to have these beautiful studios and these, um, you know, and, and especially that, you know, the clinic space that's calming. You've been over there to the clinic in Knoxville or oh, yeah, which ones yeah. have you been to? The one in Knoxville. I actually yeah. need to go back. Yeah. 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 I actually yeah, need to go back. Um, but I've definitely been over there. You walk in, just the mm-hmm. atmosphere when you walk in is, is definitely calming. They always have somebody with you too, which is, yeah. which is good. It's comforting, yeah. you know, especially what just you being, yeah, you don't want to just be dropped off in there, especially this strange place that you don't know. And, you know, about a treatment that you're not too sure about, you know, especially if it's on that ketamine side. But for the, uh, you know, for the vitamins, the hydration, all the other things too, you know, how has that changed, you know, your game? Have you done any of those kind of hydration yes, type yes, therapies? Yes, I did the vitamin, I did the vitamin B infusion. I know a lot of times when I feel I'm getting sick, mm-hmm. I shoot over there and do some uh, vitamin C infusions too, just to get them boost up my immune system. Yeah. But um, do you notice it helping recovery like oh, after yeah. fights and everything? Yeah. Yeah. After fights, before fights, during camp. Yeah. Um, like I'm always doing it just because I... For me, when it comes to, when it comes to like, uh, I tell people a lot of the time, I spend two thirds of, I spend pretty much two thirds of the time actually training my body to deliver punishment, training my body to receive punishment, mm-hmm. whether it's during um, strength and conditioning, cardio, um, boxing, mixed martial arts, just anything, I'm doing that. But I also spend the other one third of the time trying to get my body to actually, you know, with recovery and recovery for me, um, it's not just you know getting deep tissue, getting dry needle, and getting you know um, just any type of treatment or whatnot. Recovery is the mental aspect of it too. So yeah. um, you know, talking to my sports psychologist and yeah, whatnot, um, you know, doing that, meditating, reading, mm. um, trying to make sure I'm actually like I'm, I. For me, I know I have a strong body. But at the same time, I know before my body breaks, my mind will break. So I got to keep that stronger. That's interesting. You know, yeah. and what what is it that like in your off time, you know, when you're when you're not training for fighting, when you're not, you know, uh, doing those things, what do you do to kind of recuperate and have those uh, that kind of reset mode? Do you have anything um, specific that you get into? Uh, man, I like doing a lot of things kind of like an unusual. Like, you know, when I go running, I don't like to run like during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Reason being because you can run during the daytime, there's light outside, you see everybody's running, everybody's happy. Um, and another thing I got from David Goggins, too, people will try to wait for the right time to run. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, okay, this is perfect. David go Goggins, yeah. yeah, man, he'll, he'll get at you. He's like, he, he, stare he at makes, your shoes for 30 minutes, he, you know, put on those shoes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he, but he, he'll be, he, he, he said something like, people wait for the perfect time to go running. I'm like, there was one time I was. I just went to go run. My wife was like, you know, it's raining outside. I know. Just went outside to go rain, to go run. But I like running in the dark just because the, I guess the ambience of the dark actually puts everybody on edge. For some reason, when it's dark outside, you always, you're, 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 you're hypersensitive. Everything looking for the next thing. Yeah. You make sure you're not going to (laughs) trip. Yeah. Everything is fine tuned. Like if I'm, it's crazy because I run along the river and as I'm running, like I tell people, like, I'm looking at something from a distance. It's dark. I can't really see. I'm like, is that a person? I can see something moving, but I don't know. So Gives you something it, to actively think about. Yeah, heart rate start elevating. Yeah, and then yeah. after that, I'm, like, automatically, like, I feel like, okay, this is good. My nervous system is in fight mode right now. Yeah. And then after that, it's just like, okay, it's just another person coming, too. Or when I'm 
or it can be like a freaking rabbit run across. That's yeah. going to make you jump. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. And then after that, they'd be like, okay, cool, let's go. And you got to uh, calm down. You got to have that kind of quick recovery. Exactly. Something that you need for the ring. Yeah, but, which is yeah. good, which is it kind of, I like it because it jacks up my nervous system mm -hmm. when I'm doing that. It gives me another element of training. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to find sometimes. Like, you know, because when I'm in a gym training with people, I can be relaxed. I know everybody's tricks. I know everybody. Like, but when your nervous system get jacked up, that I means you get caught off guard. When it get all caught off guard or whatnot, then it's going to find you, okay, what do I need to do to calm it down? I can mm -hmm. take a couple of deep breaths. Boom, I'm back at it. I can look at my watch. My heart rate went back down. Okay, let's get rolling. Yeah. Um, I did that, and another thing I did is started doing too is mountain biking. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Are you trying to – are you ever going to do like a triathlon, anything no. like that? No. No. no? no. I know a lot of fighters are into that. I mean – Those triathlons. The, and the triathlon is cool. Like, okay, swimming in the water is cool. But I think the mountain biking aspect of it, it, I used to, one of my buddies, Tavis, he was like, hey, you ever rode a bike before? No, yeah, I rode a bike. <laughs> I, mean, I know how to ride a bike. Yeah. <laughs> went on the mountain bike trail and I was like, oh my God. I was like, uh, I do not know how to ride a bike. <laughs> I do not know how to ride a bike. This is completely yeah. different. Yeah. But that's one of my new fabs right now. Um, I like it because it can push you. Mm -hmm. it, it's just you and the bike. And, you know, the thing is, especially when I'm, I ended up changing one of my bikes into a single speed. Okay. And I remember I was riding up this hill, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm hurt. I can't do it. And then halfway, right when I was about to hop on my bike, and I looked up, it was probably like 100 yards. And I was like, I know if I make it, I know I can ride this 100 yards. I had to mm -hmm. dig for the last 100 yards. But I almost fell off my bike. But at the same time, knowing that I made it, was completely something different because it's crazy, man. It, it it's crazy how like I'm much. Of, I didn't know. I did not know you can get that much of a workout from doing that. Oh, and yeah. I did not know how mentally can. It, there's times where like I'll be riding, I look up, and I just jump off my bike, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. I just literally walk my butt up. But it's now just like when fight camp come around, it's just like my mental has to be completely different. Like the way I go about thinking about stuff has to be completely different. The way you I approach that hill. Yeah. You know, yeah I'm looking at that like, hill and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to crush you. 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 But yeah. at the same time, my visualization is being like, okay, my guy's on top of the hill or whatnot. And he just made it up there and I have to make it up there. Cause he's up, up he's, he's, he might be up on me by a round or something like that. And if I don't make it up there, I'm going to lose the fight. And I need some type of motivation to yeah. get me up that hill, um, but um, but yeah, it's just, it that's that's something new I've been trying to do mm -hmm. um, that helps out tremendously um, mentally again, um, and and also too just 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 talk, yeah, like just talk. Like if anybody asks me any questions about anything, just like uh, you know, I don't try to sugarcoat anything. I'm just talk. Like, hey, what do you think about this mentally? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Well, that's why I was so excited when Katie mentioned, you know, we'd be able to get you today for a podcast. Um, and she, that's what she told me. She was like, if you want to talk to somebody, you talk to OSP. He's like, he'll tell you how it is and what's going on. And, you know, and especially, you know, how you're doing, um, you know, with the team and everything. And then what Revitalist has done, you know, with you for, you know, uh, hydration therapies and those kind of things, too. Yeah, so. that helps out tremendously. Like yeah, I said, man, yeah. a lot of times, uh, especially the vitamins and stuff, people always tell us, people always like, taking vitamin supplements, trying to do all of that. As much as I train, mm -hmm. I train sometimes eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. And like literally, even if I went biking yesterday and um, when I went biking yesterday, 
all, all my buddies was like, man, this is a good ride. This is a good ride. They were like, man, I'm finna sleep good tonight. They were like, well, yeah, I just rode. I got to go running tonight. <laughs> so me doing that. Nonstop, man. It's always nonstop. Yeah. It's always kind of like pushing yourself, pushing yourself. But even with the hydration process and whatnot, that just helps out tremendously. Yeah. Get you the little boost of energy. Because a lot of times when you work out that hard, you can drag sometimes. So essentially workout, all workout is is basically you what's the best way I can explain it? If you want to be the best, you have to hurt. That, that suffer, you yeah. know, that, that, that's but, David Goggins right there. That's yeah. the, you know, if, if you want pain, but that's it. If you yeah. want to be the best after hurt, but if you do happen to get hurt, mm-hmm. if you want to get better, mm-hmm. you have to hurt. Yeah. So like, regardless, you get guys who, you know, have like ACL surgeries or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know the recovery process sucks. That hurts. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. pull a hamstring, in order for me, in order to to get better, you're not gonna sit around. You gotta hurt some more. Right. That PT. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. PT. It, it, so regardless, I'm especially like, if you're an elite athlete, you know that PT is a lot different than than me tearing my ACL. You know, and just getting it back to where it, it needs to be. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. You need it to be at peak performance all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. but even that, even like guys hate the cold tub. Like, no, it's too cold. I mean. Uh, it hurts, but it, it's mm-hmm. good for you, though. Mm-hmm. So I kind of associate hurt with being good all the time because, you know, something hurts, it's good. Where do you feel like that, you know, kind of your mental and everything, you know, for dealing with those situations, where did you see that starting? Um, was that something from when you were young, you know, you just had kind of a strong constitution for doing the wrestling, going to football, going to those things? Um, I think it started for me my junior year. My junior year in high school, I got hurt, and I was out for pretty much football wrestling and track season. Mm-hmm. So um, when that ended up happening, me going through rehab because I, I um, fractured my medial condyle, um, which is the lower half of your femur. Mm-hmm. So when that ended up happening, like literally, I was like, I thought, because I've never really been hurt at it. i never really been hurt. So going through rehab, when breaking up the scar tissue in my knee, I was like, oh, my God, this hurts. This hurts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the trainer that I had at that time helped out tremendously. Um, but transitioning that, and every time I worked out, I'm like, man, every time I work out, I feel like I'm hurting all the time. But I didn't realize that's making me better and better and better. Mm-hmm. So, but I ended up kind of getting that transition. But the older I got, like playing football in college, kind of I stepped away from that mindset just a little bit. And then when I started making the transition to mixed martial arts or whatnot, and Every time I was, I was, I was still training full time, but I was mm-hmm. still actually like throughout the week, like at least three to four times throughout the week, I was getting some type of form of treatment. I had one of my, one of my teammates at the gym. He was like, "You're not hurt. Why are you getting treatments for?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, they're not only for when you're hurting." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. "I'm trying to prevent myself not getting right, hurt." Right, right. So when I was getting, oh, there was a guy named uh, Trace Pate who's coming to the gym. I mm-hmm. still work with him. Um, he was doing a fascial stretch on me. Mm-hmm. And when he was doing that, he did it like pretty much. And when I'm in camp, I get it done repetitively. So when I was doing that, he was doing it in the gym. And a couple of the guys was like, oh, yeah, let me try it. And then after that, they were like, oh, okay, it wasn't that bad. And they actually did it for about a week straight. Mm-hmm. And they came back. They're like, man, for some reason, I don't know what's going on. I'm just, 
I feel really good right now. He was like, I don't feel as bad as I'm as I usually feel. And I was like, like, oh, I can tell you why. Yeah. I was like, and I told him, I'm like, that's why you continue to get treatment, even if you're not hurt or whatnot. Right, right. And now his thing is like, he got certified under the fascial stress type of deal. Oh, thing. wow. Yeah. And his whole thing is just like, you know, I got to make sure I'm stretching, warming up properly before training, stretching after training. Like everything yep. that he's doing now is kind of like clicking. Preventative through. medicine. You exactly. know, I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing. And, and stretching before and after, you yeah. know, a lot of those things people don't think of. It's like I ran today. I have to stretch after my run. Yep. You know, I got to do those things. And, and it fits with what we do, too. You know, yeah. at Revitalist and, you know, we, we try to not only get there for the treatment, but then what's the next step? Yeah. Or what's the step before we get started? But you see, that's the that's the biggest thing. If you, if you educate yourself on it, if you know you need something, you educate yourself on it or whatnot, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how many people go through what you're going through. Because mm-hmm. now, I'm, uh, when I was in college, everybody used to be like, hey, you know, I got to go see, you know, sports psychologists or whatnot. Oh, what you... Every time somebody says that, would you going crazy? Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, oh, for real? What did y'all talk about? Or you don't mind? It'd be like, I'm always picking at somebody's brain. I want well, to it's know. A, and it's being an advocate, yeah. you know, making them feel comfortable with the decision that they're making, you know, and, and we try to do that too. Um, but, you know, I think that's actually, we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, but OSP, you know, I hope that you'll be back on the podcast. Oh, I definitely know, and, will. And, uh, and we'd love to, you know, get that next, especially after your fight. You know, we want to know what happens and everything. When can people see that fight? It'll be November 13th. More than likely, it'll be on ESPN+. Plus. Awesome, on awesome. 13th, yeah. So make sure you're cheering on OSP for that fight. Again, this was Brian Hogan um, with Self Health. This is a Revitalist podcast. Glad to have OSP here, and uh, good luck, man. Thank you. All righty.